Actually, it was the first Christian line dance song, and still to this day, it's, I made it in 2009, and people still be asking me to do this particular song. I'm kind of tired of doing it, but it's new to the other people that ain't heard it before, you know what I'm saying? And people like to dance, you know what I'm saying, Christian events, and even regular events. You know, I've had them do it in elementaries when I performed at elementaries and stuff. So, yeah, I did that particular song. I did that song, did that album. It came out in 2009, and... Hey y'all, so today I have another guest, uh, and his guest is also, you know, from, from high school, Phil, right? I had another one with my with my homie, uh, IK Ebo, doing business out of Africa, but today was another one of my basketball uh, homies, Justin Douglas, man, and, and, and the reason why I'm having him on, it's a couple different reasons, he's doing some real big things in the music industry that I uh, appreciate and admire, but it's, it's very few people, man, that you see uh, chasing their dreams and not being afraid to go after it, you know, despite the quote unquote odds, right? Despite life, despite how hard it might be. And this brother has been like pushing hard, like hard, you know, for as long as I can. And he, and, and a lot of that's starting to pay off. So, Hey, Justin, man, I, you know, I respect and admire you. I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, what's up, man? I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? It's great to be able to be on a podcast. I think this first podcast I did was somebody who I went to school with, actually, and graduated high school with, so it's pretty cool. Hey, for, for sure, man, for sure. So so let's, let's, let's go back. Let's go back and fill in the gaps for, for, for me and everybody else, right? So we, so we go back to the sophomore year most dominant basketball team in the state of Texas, you know, um, and then we kept playing, kept playing, and both graduated. Uh, so what happened after graduation? How, or, and, and how'd you get into music? And well, <clears throat> after graduation, I went to Prairie View University and majored in music education. I was in the marching storm there. And actually, I had I started out doing rap when I was eight years old. My stepbrother, John, he used to rap and stuff, and he actually helped me write my first rap. But back then, it wasn't a Christian rap. So I was writing like stuff throughout high school and all that, making bootleg mixtapes with a cassette tape and a, you know, um, beats from the radio and stuff like that, and rapping them. Actually, I used to play them for different classmates and you know different classes and stuff like that. And they felt like I had some, but back then, you know, I was trying to sound like Cash Money and like No Limit and all that, talking about being a baller and being a player and all that kind of stuff. But my senior year in high school, I actually went to a youth conference at New Light Christian Center called Spiritual Encounter. And uh, Minister Benja Burt, he was speaking. He was talking about how we're supposed to use our talents for the Lord, like the music industry was made to give God praise. Our music was made to give God praise originally. And uh, I was talking about how secular artists or oftentimes the grass and Christian arts or the trees, they get cut down while we're going last. And while he was saying all that, um, the Holy Spirit was really working on my heart, working on me, like changing me, telling me that I need to use my talent 
for him. So after that, that's when I started doing Christian rap. But prior to that, my mom wanted me to do Christian rap, but I felt like it was real corny back then because this was 2001, 2000. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, it was kind of corny back then. I had to take you by me and stuff. But yeah, I started doing it then. In summer 2002, I actually linked up with a guy named Michael Jefferson who had a label called New Camp Entertainment in Houston. And um, I played my... I had made a bootleg mixtape with Christian rap songs on it. I had made beats with a tuba drum machine and a karaoke machine and a keyboard. And then I would go back and rap over those bootleg beats. And I didn't know what to do. So I would call the back of the Christian CDs that I had and I would call those record labels. And most times nobody picked up the phone. So what I would do when the answer machine would pick up, I would leave my, my song on the, you know, my demo song on the, and actually this guy, actually called me back about 10, 15 minutes after he heard me and said he wanted to meet with me over there off Maya land at that, at that I hop over there. And then he said they were working on a project and he took me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes and featured me on some of their projects. And then it took off from there and I kept doing it on and off. But when college started, you know, I kind of wasn't able to do it, you know, as much really until the summertime, but I, that was a missed opportunity because I should have been pushing my music back in college, you know what I'm saying, and thinking back on it, but we young, we don't think about stuff like that, so, yeah, that's kind of where I, where I was at after college, going, after high school, going to college. But, man, I, I didn't know, you know, it could, one of the things I remember about you, man, was, and and, and I, I thought, I thought, you were always a pretty positive person is where I'm going with this, because, you know, I, I, like, small things I remember, I was like, I was like, man, you know, Justin, you know, we all were childish and, 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 and none of the ones that we hung with were like super bad apples, you know, but we were all childish. But I remember you being like, like you, like small, I'll give you like an example. You used to say job turkey, you know what I'm saying? Instead of a derogatory curse word or negative comment. And so I, in, in, in my mind, you've always been like, hey man, Justin's that positive brother, man. You know, we might, we all make fun of each other, but we, we all respect Justin, man, because he, he is positive. And you, you've always been kind of that positive brother, man. I'm throwing that in there randomly because a I always tell you that, and b a lot of it makes sense now. I didn't know you were rapping back then, though. Um, yeah, so. man, I appreciate it, man. That's that's a blessing. I didn't even know y'all noticing, but yeah, I did used to have those alternative cuss words, like I used to say shucks and all kind of different stuff that, as alternative to the cuss. Even in my music, I didn't cuss when I was like, rapping about the secular stuff and all that. I just never felt. You know, I never quite feel right about that. You know what I'm saying? Even though I wasn't Christian back then, but I just didn't feel right about it. But I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. No, nah, man, for for sure. So let's so let's go to music, man. So you so you went you went to PV and you played in the band, which which is an amazing, you know, band. And um, when did you start pursuing it hard again? When I start pursuing my um, Christian rap hard again? Yeah. So you say you got you know P, PV kind of. You know, you had to take, you had a, you couldn't do as much, or you didn't do as much. When, when did you pick it back up and go back hard on it again? Yeah, after I graduated was really when I was able to do that. Cause you know, in college, man, you know, you got different factors. That's kind of, I had factors that would kind of, it wouldn't line up. You know, with what I was, what I was rapping about. You know what I'm saying? So I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just put the mic down and come back to this later because I don't feel like I can, I'm living what I'm rapping about, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when I graduated, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I went forward making my um, second album, which was the standard album. 
and I really saw God opening a lot of doors. A song came out of that album called The Gospel Step. Actually, it was the first Christian line dance song, and still to this day, it's, I made it in 2009, and people still be asking me to do this particular song. I'm kind of tired of doing it, but it's new to the other people that ain't heard it before, you know what I'm saying? And people like to dance, you know what I'm saying, Christian events, and even regular events. You know, I've had them do it in elementary when I performed at elementary and stuff. So, yeah, I did that particular song. I did that song, did that album. It came out in 2009. And then after that, 2012 and 2013, I did the Death of Me mixtapes, which had, I re, I went back, I liked the whole Christian line dance thing I was doing. So I went back and remade the Wobble. So I had the Gospel Wobble. That's probably the biggest the song that has the most hits on my YouTube and stuff. And it's a mixtape, it's a cover song. So I'm really not making anything off of it. But I mean, everybody loves that one. And then the Righteous Shuffle, which was a remake of the Cupid Shuffle, I made then. Then 2015, I came, at the end of 2015, I released the Fresh Manor album, which really opened up a lot of doors as well with, with my original music. Um, one of the particular, so I went back and I made music videos actually for a lot of the songs that were hits. Then I was doing a lot of interviews at the time in 2015 and 2016. And one of the songs that I'm very proud of is a song called Addiction. And one of my dreams was to get a song or a music video on World Star Hip Hop. Actually happened last summer. So that was a blessing, like, to be able to be on there. Because a lot of times, there's been other Christian rappers that's been on there, but we're not on there a lot. So to be able to give a positive message, you know what I'm saying, that really wasn't too preachy, was a blessing. And a lot of people, since they've heard that song, every time they hear it, they come up to me and say, you know, how it touched them and it means a lot of me, stuff like this. And all that. So, yeah, man, that's, that, that brings me to right now where I moved out to Vegas two years ago. And things have been going well out here. Currently on the music side, I'm working on the Musicianary Mixtape. And I plan on working on that all year to make sure it's good for the people and all that. And I'm going to release it hopefully in January. And the way that that, that mixtape came about was people were asking me because they noticed I started doing acting. Two years ago, I started acting heavily. But a lot of people don't know I was acting before I was rapping. And I wasn't really putting out any more music as much, you know what I'm saying, since that uh, Fresh Man album in 2015 or 16. So people started asking me, they was like, man, you just you just acting now? Are you still making music or what, man? People kept hitting me up, when you make some more music, we make some more music. So I like, people asking for it, man, I need to get on it, you know what I'm saying? And God will provide the provisions. So that's why I've been working on that, and I've been releasing a leak each month, and I'm going to continue to do that from the mixtape until the full mixtape releases in January. Got it. And so, and so you, you have your, you're independent, right? Yeah, I'm independent. And, and how, and, and I'm, I'm about to just ask some curious questions about the music business in general. So how, like, how does, how does Spotify work? Are you, are you on Spotify and can anybody get on Spotify if they're in music? How, how does that process work? Yeah, I'm actually, I am on Spotify. Funny thing about me and Spotify, I'm on it as an artist, but I don't have the streaming service personally. You can get on all of those digital services if you are an independent artist. There are several ways. I go through TuneCore. I'm not sure if you heard of TuneCore.com. That's a major digital distributor. You have heard of TuneCore? Yeah, it, it basically makes sure that if anybody drops your music, they can find it and you get paid. Yeah, and they, they actually, they do that as well. They didn't start out doing that, though. What they what they started out doing was just 
being able to put people on, you know, iTunes, Spotify. Back then, back in the day, they had even music. It's a whole bunch of them now. All the streaming services, Apple, Apple Music. So that's a one-stop shop. You pay them, you know what I'm saying, a yearly fee, and they put your music up on those sites, your original music, of course. And they actually have it where you can go through them to get um, the rights to remake songs, which I, I need to go through them for a couple songs that's going to be on my mixtape. And um, there's also CD Baby. They do it as well. So they're kind of the two big competitors in the digital platform markets. But that's how a lot of independent artists get on iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music, and any of them that you can name, G, um, Google Play, all of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes sense. That's similar to, like, you know, I use Podbean for podcasts, and, and I could, it pushes it out to all the major ones uh, for me as, as well. I'm like, I got to do a little bit of work on Spotify and iTunes, but it's literally copying an RSS feed. So now that, that makes sense. So, um, and, and so nowadays, as as an artist right and and you can you can help me fill in the gaps but this is what i love man i i love the fact that if somebody likes music you know they can they can basically put out you know the cost of distribution is you know not that much and you can you can actually make a living pursuing music through shows and all that so like how how has um breaking into like doing shows and all that worked out for you it was a it's it's been interesting, you know what I'm saying? Before I left Houston, I had got to a point where I had laid the groundwork and I was actually, you know, getting paid for a lot of the shows that I was doing, but really I always end up from the money that I make from my music from sales and from shows, it's to a point where it's just enough where I can um reinvest it into my music for more music and music videos and you know, more more promotional items and things like that at this point. But hopefully, you know what I'm saying, prayerfully, God's going to get me to a point where it will take, take me out of my, my nine to five. I'm out here in Vegas. I'm right now, I'm kind of, because I was focusing on acting a little bit when I first got here, um, because it's not that far from L.A. and there's a lot of opportunities in Vegas as well. I'm still basically laying that groundwork, kind of paying my dues like I did in Houston out here. So, I mean, I have gotten paid for some shows out here, but I'm also willing to, you know, kind of do some stuff for free as well to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. Still there come, you know, you got to give a free sample. You know, like when you go to Sam's, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that. They give a free sample, and then if it's good, then people will buy it, you know. <laughs> uh, bet, man, I call, I call it, yeah, the, the, the attention trade. Nah, so, man, you actually answered another question that I had, because I know a lot of people go to Vegas for show business, but is it kind of like a feeder into, into L.A.? I mean, don't get me wrong, you probably can make a lot of money just in Vegas, but but people who um, the people people like scout Vegas for talent out of LA. Yeah, they actually do. You may mean on the acting side or the music side or both. I'm, I'm probably probably just entertainment in general as I'm as we're talking about it because I you know I'd imagine you you can do both in Vegas. Yeah, they do. It's actually there's a lot of stage performances, of course, on the strip, but there's a lot of acting things as well because you know a lot of people they do that. They, they have that episode where they go to Vegas, you know, they put that episode on TV or they do their movie. The movie goes through Vegas or something like that. So from that, there's a lot of opportunities where they, you know, book talent that's local to Vegas to do that. But I'm linked up with an, um, with an academy called Hollywood Access Inc. And they actually located in Vegas. Where, that's where I train. 
And a lot of executives from L.A. come out here and scout talent at their academy for L.A. Like, there's people booking in L.A. all the time from their academy. So, yeah, they do scout because, I mean, it's just four hours away. And I was talking to one of my one of my instructors said it's projected that Vegas is going to be one of the major entertainment, you know, capitals over there, especially with everything that's being built here with the Raiders coming you know, with just everything that the way it is, it's, it's, it's projections that it is going to be one of those major entertainment cities like L.A. and New York and things like It's already pretty close. But, I mean, it's a lot more, you know, building up that has to happen, a lot more groundwork. And I can I see it, I see it happening all the time out here. How, how, how is Atlanta, like, on the, on the entertainment? You know, where do they rank? Oh yeah, man! I forgot about Atlanta. Yeah, they're they're up there as well. They're like New Hollywood, actually. Cause there's a lot of filming going on out there, and of course, you know, it's a music capital. For as my genre of music, Christian rap, Atlanta has always been one of the Christian hip hop capitals in um Christian rap. I would say the Christ the CHH capitals for you know for what we do is um Atlanta, Houston, and St. Louis. Those are the major cities where you find a lot of Christian rappers, even though they're all over the world, but in those cities it's big, like, because Lecrae, the biggest Christian rapper out, you know, right. he don't necessarily always call himself that. He lives in Atlanta, but he's from Houston. You know what I'm saying? And there's a whole lot more. His, his record label, Reach Records, is located in Atlanta. Of course, Tyler Perry on the acting side, his studio is located in Atlanta. They filmed a lot of those Marvel films on a, on in Atlanta in some fields and that Black Panther was filmed out there, the Avengers stuff was filmed out there, all kind of stuff, man. So yeah, it's a lot of work going on there in Atlanta. I'd say they probably number three, <laughs> honestly. Oh bet. Yeah, I I know I, I was reading something about Netflix uh investing out there too. because I, I watched I watched what show is that called? It's about to come out, the Ozarks, and they were saying they shoot that out at uh they didn't say Atlanta, but they said Georgia. Um, yeah. But, but not, so another question I had too, and this and this is just, I'm just asking you all the questions that I, you know, as we're talking, that I wish I knew. So like, you said Lecrae doesn't identify as a Christian rapper, which, which I've always wondered, like, why, you know, like, uh, let me let me use an example. So I look at, you know, um, the evolution of of Jay Z or or. Um, you know, or uh, J. Cole, or, you know, you know, Nipsey in his own way, some of his lyrics, and they're inspiring and motivating in their, in, in their own way, right? You know, um, yeah. and so I've always wondered, you know, guys like you that, that, are, that are preaching positivity, which I definitely think, you know, more people need and more people are receptive to because they're receptive to the positivity from these rappers. Um, you know, you know, why not just be a hip hop artist that just doesn't, you know what I'm saying? cater to the bad stuff. Why not? Could you clarify the question a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, more, a little more specific. Yeah, so meaning, is the, is the label Christian Rapper coming from you, or is that just how the industry labels you because of what you talk about? Yeah, the, the industry's automatically going to label us like that. I mean, Lecrae can say he's not a Christian Rapper, you know, as much as he wants to, which he does, you know, he adamantly says that, but the industry, even the mainstream industry, they still refer to him and label him as a Christian rapper because that was the way he came out because of the message and the things he talks about. Any Lecrae album that you listen to, you're going to hear references to the Bible, you know what I'm saying, on the written scripture, 
all the time. Now, all the songs may not be preachy. Just like with my stuff as well, I have songs that cross over like addiction. It's not necessarily preachy. It's been played on secular stations, you know, which say mainstream stations or whatever, as well as Christian stations. Like I said, the video's been on Christian platforms as well as, uh, you know, World Star Hip Hop and a Christian platform like Rapzilla. But still, if they go back and listen to my songs or listen to my whole album, they're going to hear Bible-based, you know, stuff, you know what I'm saying? But that's because that's my life, you know what I'm saying? I rap about what I know about. Right. And that's anybody, you know what I'm saying? I feel like anybody that's coming out, they should be real and rap about what they know about. And that's what Lecrae does, so it comes off that way. And, of course, when it comes out that way, because you've been raised up in the church or whatever, or you in the church and it changed your life, and God changed your life and all that, that is what you're going to rap about, and they're going to call you a Christian rapper, which I don't mind. I'll stray away from the title, you know what I'm saying? Because Lecrae's opened a lot of doors for us, honestly. Um, I don't know if my stuff would have been able to be played on World Star Hip Hop or on, you know, the secular stations mainstream stations worldwide that it has been played on if it wasn't for Lecrae opening a lot of those doors that he that he's open. You know what I'm saying? The first, you know, Christian Pop Boys to win a Grammy. You know, it's a lot of things. So I mean I appreciate him regardless of if he's not calling himself a Christian rapper or not. I understand why he does it because some people when they hear the term Christian rapper, when they hear the term Christian, they're automatically turned off and they don't want to listen to it. And they don't even want to give it a chance. So I understand why he, he says that. But scripture says that Jesus said, if I be lifted up, we'll draw all men unto me. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the that's that's what I take. I lift up Jesus and they come, you know what I'm saying? People from mainstream and from regular, they come and they wanna listen and wanna hear what I gotta say. You know what I'm saying? So I understand his take on it, but that's my take on it. No, I bet. No, makes makes complete sense, man. Um so, um, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the last five questions I ask everybody that's about like, you know, what you like to do for fun, where you get your news, books you read, all that. But before we go there, uh, if, if you don't mind, man, where, where, where can folks, um, or where can folks like find your albums and your music? What are all the places? YouTube, you said Spotify, SoundCloud, web, what's your website? Yeah, all of them. My website is rifica.net. You spell rifica, R-I-F-I-C-A dot net. And um, if you type in rifica, uh, at the bottom of my homepage, they have all of the links to the different, you know, sites like Spotify. Well, not Spotify, but I am on Spotify. But like the major, you know, platforms like Twitter, Facebook, um, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation even, because I think that's like the new MySpace music. <laughs> Reverb Nation, um, all of those. I'm on every digital, major digital platform. I'm also on iHeartRadio. I haven't been able to break through on Pandora yet, but I'm figuring out some things to be able to break through on there probably in the next year or two. But I, you know, anywhere they want to find me, they can just type Rifka in the search and it's going to pull my music up in my albums. Bandcamp, com has my music on it as well. The mixtapes, the two mixtapes can be found on on there, the Death of Me Volume One and the Death of Me Volume Two. And yeah, that's how they that's how they can find me. And Rifka, I didn't get to tell them that Rifka's an acronym. It stands for Righteous in Faith Increase Abundantly. And on all digital platforms and all social media platforms like Snapchat, you know, um, Pinterest, all of those, even 
Periscope. Um, Riffica or Riffica seven 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 on all of those. One of those two. All right, bet. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know what? And, and as you were saying it, I was like, I was like, I bet nobody calls you. Do anybody still call you Justin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, people, people do still call the people that's close to me, friends and stuff like that. But a lot of people, when they or if they know me just from acting or whatever, they know me from music. They call me Riff, Riff for short, R I F. Yeah, so it just depends. <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. Well, so so these these are about questions that I ask everybody. Um, and and the first one, you know, that I ask is, um, if if you can go back to twenty two year old Justin, and and share with him anything you want to share with him, it could be life advice, business advice, faith advice. Like, what would you what would you tell twenty two year old Justin? And first thing that comes to mind is I would tell him to take your time on getting married. Um, make sure you're established in your dreams and goals before that and set up, save, save your money, you know what I'm saying? Save your money and invest, invest your money wisely. Don't just jump into something. And make sure that you get with somebody as a, as a sponsor or a mate who brings something to the table as well. You know what I'm saying? Then y'all can build together. Um, yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing I would tell him. <laughs> hey, that's real. That's real. What, what about um? So, so where do you get your news and information? And I don't mean like specific channels or magazines. I'm saying, do you get it off of email newsletter, Google, social media, um, your phone? You know. Uh, newspaper magazine tv how, how do you get updated on what's going on in the world mainly it's through social media i would say twitter facebook and youtube is where i get a lot of my news okay okay um when you do get downtime right and this would be interesting too because you're into acting so when you do get downtime you know what 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 types of shows do you like to watch or what shows do you like to watch or what movies do you like to watch Mine, my two most favorite shows to watch is Empire and The Rap Game, you know, with the kid rappers with with Jermaine Dupree. Those are my two favorites. Also, there's a, there's a um, show that, that came out called Solid Gold Soul that I was being watching as well, which kind of reminds me of Empire. It's the story of um, Don Cornelius' original series on BET that they have. Also, I like I'm I'm big into the superhero movie, so whenever one of those come out, I always go watch it, whether it be Marvel or DC, you know. So yeah, that's man. I like action movies mainly. Yeah, that's that's saying here, man. I I really only go to the movies for uh for for, for Marvel or, or or Star Wars movies. But the rap game, man. I actually believe it or not, like I watch I watch ninety percent of the shows that I watch because uh, my wife watches it, but. I'll check out on some of them for that one. I'm still, I'm still in. I think we went three, four seasons in. I thought I'd give up a long time ago, but it's good, man. You like, if I get caught on the first episode or second episode, then I'm stuck for the rest. That's that's a good, uh, good show. Yeah, he um, I think they, yeah, they they done done four seasons. They're going into season four, five or six next, and Jermaine Dupree does a real good job of switching it up every season, making it more interesting. Like like this season, he did all those battles every week for them to change their spot like that was real cool so i'm wondering what he's gonna bring to the table next week and i could uh, next season and i really 
I started out rapping when I was eight and was rapping all through that time. I didn't get to rap on the level that those that they do. I wish there was something like that because I would have definitely tried out and tried to be on it. So cheering those kids on and seeing how much more talented they are, you know what I'm saying, than we were when we were younger. It's just amazing. I love to see kids using their gifts and talents, you know what I'm saying, for positivity, you know, and I love to see that. Absolutely, yeah, and it's definitely a positive, definitely a positive show. Um, the fourth question is when you um, – so what are three companies that you, like, spend your money with, you do business with these companies that you enjoy doing business with? So you give them your money and you're like, hey, man, I, I, I feel good about giving my money to these companies. Man, I have to say, of course, Coca-Cola. Because <laughs> I I invest in Coke. My mom sent me set me up with Coca Cola when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I still invest in Coca Cola, so I feel good about them because <laughs> of that. Yeah, uh, Coca Cola. Um, let's see, Target. Yeah, Target is is another one I like going there because the line's not long and they got a lot of good quality stuff. And um. Let's see, what would be the other one? Man, movie theaters, really, whether it be Regal or AMC, you know, mainly. Studio Movie Group, they don't have that out here. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you always get entertainment when you go to the movies, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last question is, what are, what are three, um, you know, two or three podcasts that you listen to that, you know, that you – Listen, but you think, how, how do I ask this? Because I changed it. I changed it up from the book. But what are two or three podcasts that you listen to that you recommend others listen to? Man, let me <laughs> let me look real quick. I don't want to say the wrong name, but of course, of course, yours. So that's one out the way. Because when I listen to it, I really enjoyed it, and you give a lot of good information. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. Just because we partners or nothing like that either. <laughs> People do not listen to you. Actually, I have a coworker who um I told her about you because she wanted some information about different things to invest in and things like that. And I have forgot I even told her about you about two years ago. And I saw that she had you um you know was a friend with you on Instagram and stuff. And she said, yeah, that's because you had told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I that, that. Yeah. No problem, bro. You're giving a lot of good information out there. There's there's a podcast called The Climb that I listen to for um, independent musicians. It gives a lot of good information about, you know, social media marketing and ways to promote yourself in this day and age, in this day and age is on uh, music industry. And another one called Smart Music Business. That's another one I listen to as well. So that would make three because it kind of it does the same thing. You know, I always like to try to educate myself periodically on you know what i can do to build my social media presence because really there's a lot of you know that's that's how i've gotten to the point i'm at right now social media is really a passion of mine and helping people grow their social media platforms is really a passion of mine no matter what they're doing because that's where it's at i looked at a instagram post the other day and a dude said social media is the, is the new business card you got to be on social media because that's as soon as people know about you, that's what they're gonna go look up to check you out and see if they want to use you, use your services, or you know, or not. It's, it's funny you say that, man. Because I find myself going to networking events now, and, and you know, 
like, so I got marketing money, right? So I can spend my marketing on Facebook ads, on producing a video, on books, right? It costs $2 to print one of my books. So I'm always buying my books to give out. And so when it comes to ordering business cards, I'm like, man, do I want to spend this 200 on that or do I have to get some more books? And I'm like, man, forget it. So I've been, I've been walking around with no business cards for a long time. And I go to an event and somebody will say, you got a card? I'll be like, ah, no, nah, I don't. I say, but look, give me yours. I'll email you. But also, are you on LinkedIn? You know, and then like, if they're, yeah. like everybody's there. So I'm like, why do I, why do we even think about carrying business cards? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, my, my perspective on that is like, I still carry them just so they can, you know, have my social media to be able to go to and look at all that different stuff. Because it has, like, the different links and the website and all that on it. No, nah, you're right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this use for why I ain't bought none, but I'm, but I'm actually about to take now this new money. I'm about to go buy a bunch of T-shirts now. So I'm like, man, these, these business cards are getting pushed down the pipeline of importance. Uh, but I need to go ahead and get these now. Somebody said, did you get the cheap ones? I was like, I can't, man. Like, the ones I buy cost, like, a dollar each. They're, like, nice. So I'm going to get it. Oh wow! <laughs> but, no, but, but every time I passed out one, they were like, they said, "Oh wow, right?" And they didn't lose it. And I, and I got the idea because when, when we were um, when we bought this other house, uh, this cleaning service, like you know, you get all them flyers at your house or your apartment or whatever. Like they dropped mm-hmm. all the rest of them went in the trash, but they dropped one, and it was like it was nice, like 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 the cards I you know got after I saw it. But um, what happened was we literally. Got that, got that stuff. I put it on my wife's dresser because it was too nice to throw away. And when we got ready to move, that was a company that we called to, to clean the house. And I was like, yeah, man, this, I got to invest in this because you know, nobody going to drop my card. At least that was yeah. the and, and Anyway, man, well, hey, look, man, I, I, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you sharing. Thanks for answering all my questions. I, I, on a side note, man, I, I – I think, and you never know, right? And so I'm, 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 I'm being patient and sensitive to, to, to God's direction in my life. But it's so many things drawing me to the music industry because it's parallels, man. It, not that like I have zero talent in being a musician, but as far as selling stuff and and knowing how to raise money to to get a project going, like that's what I do. And so I'm like, man, all, all, you know, all Diddy or J- Jermaine Dupri or all these, you know, or even the big, you know, the guys behind them with the money, like all they are, is, it's like a hedge fund. You just raise money, you invest in different projects, you diversify, you know, a few projects mm-hmm. money on, the ones that make money, make you all your money, and you just get a process and work the process. And I'm like, man, that's, you know, and music would be like fun. So, yeah, you know, I might, uh, I might be DMing you more stuff down the way, but that ain't, that, it, it ain't nothing on my agenda now. It's just, fun to talk about and learn about right now right i got you man yeah you probably could make a lot of cash real successful with all the knowledge you have <laughs> definitely hey, hey, flying man. into music well um well man whenever you come to dallas if you ever hear you know hit me up let me know um if you definitely if you got a show coming i will i want to help promote it you know um you know i know some folks here that know what they call the big four so if you know if, if if you're trying to get here and meet with them, the big four, like, you know, the, the, the T.D. Jakes and the Freddie Haynes and Tony Evans and, and, and Brian Carter, they're like the, 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 the four mega churches within like 15 miles of each other. So. Um, oh, yeah. That's what's up, man. My brother lives in Allen, so I go out there pretty frequently. I have, Since I moved to Vegas, I haven't been out there in two years, but I do need to make a trip out there next year for sure. 
Um, yeah, so I'll let you know when I'm when I'll be out there. Definitely, I ain't get to say my books, man. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. How many books is it? Uh, uh, two. I mean, as many as you want. I normally ask for two or three, but however many you want. Okay, well, books I currently have in my library that I'm reading. Um, the Purple Cow, that book. Yes, by Seth Golden. Seth Golden, yeah, by Seth Golden. That's a real good book that I'm reading right now. Um, the Tennis Room. I just got that in yesterday, actually, by Grant Cardone. And um, Jesus Among Secular Gods by Ravi Zacharias. It 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 talks about a lot of you know a lot of questions that people have about Christianity that dispute it and stuff like that. So he's a real good guy that I listen to actually every morning, a lot of mornings, and he gives you the answers to be able to answer those questions. He's never really been stumped. He goes to a lot of colleges and universities and even different countries where, you know, it might be kind of hostile. And he takes those questions and he's able to answer those questions for those people. Because believe it or not, I get hit with a lot of – we all get hit with a lot of questions about that. And you don't want to get stumped when that comes up. And then another real good book that I read back in the day that still sticks with me is The Slight Edge. And I forgot who it's by, but that's a real good book. I actually read it twice. <laughs> slight, the Slight Edge. Slight Edge, yeah. I forget, I forget who it's by, though. I'm gonna go, I'm but it gonna... talks. Yeah, Have you ahead. read it? No, I'm going I'm to I'm Google it, but what is it about? Okay, it talks about how doing little incremental things towards your goals on a daily basis, on a regular basis, eventually brings you to success, you know, that you're, you know, that you're, that you're working towards, but you got to be consistent with doing those little things every day. Mm, man, that's so true. That's so, that's so true. I, I, I literally just did a podcast and posted it about that. It's eight minutes long about just, you know, how, how compound interest works and how that a correlation with everything in life. You know, everybody won't want it to happen now. I'm like, it doesn't. Like, you got to build on top of, you know, little bitty, little bitty victories. So yeah, I'm exactly. Gonna, I'm gonna get that book. Well, well, appreciate you, bro, man, and and enjoy it. Um, and uh, like, and you know, we'll link up if you're here. And if I ever go to Vegas, I for sure hit you up, man. Everybody trying to get me to go. I just, you know, I just I never went. Yeah, definitely, man. It's nice out here. Y'all definitely enjoy yourself, man. Really, it, it take a month to be I'm, I live out here, and I still haven't done everything that they have to do out here. But, yeah, man, <laughs> thanks for having me on the show. Definitely, it means a lot. Hey, man, my, my pleasure. Thanks for doing it. Enjoy. All right.